Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Jean Till, and on today's show, we're visiting with Deacon Matt and Stacy Hallback on marriage and family, some of the joys and challenges they face with their six children, as well as Stacy's new book, Bloom. Really looking forward to hearing about that, as well mm-hmm. as Deacon Matt's, uh, some of his work. He continues to bring forth the faith in creative ways as well. But uh, it's a time where faith is being uh, strengthened and reinforced. Uh, the Holy Spirit uh, showering upon some of our young people. I was able to be with the uh, great confirmation candidates at St. Mary of Nazareth. Always love to engage them and the, the good things that are happening. Uh, speaking of deacons, we'll be with the deacon formation group tomorrow in Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that'll be a great chance. A whole new cohort of deacons. Uh, deacon Matt has helped to bring them forward. Maybe we'll hear a little bit about that. Uh, installing Father Trevor Shequin at the parishes in, in Griswold and St. Timothy in Reno. How many so, parishes does he have? Uh, four, but you know, <laughs> give, give him some more. He's young. He's young and he's got an associate as well. So, oh, okay. you know, more liturgy, the better, right? That's right. That's for right. the vicar for worship, but, uh, and as well as confirming at St. John Adele and St. Boniface Waukee. So a nice little cross section of mm-hmm. uh, some of our representative parishes in the diocese and looking forward in the province of Iowa next week, uh, the installation of Archbishop Thomas Zinkula as Archbishop yes. of Dubuque. Your uh, friend. The name, my friend and mm-hmm. a native son, uh, sometimes fellow uh, bike rider as well. Although we haven't been putting too many miles in the saddle together. He rode a little bit of ragbri this past year, sweltering in the heat, uh, did he but throw down the saying, gauntlet to you like you should? Uh, he, he was kind. He understood, you know, <laughs> so and he's got three years on me. But uh, the people of Davenport continue to agree. But I think as a, what we will call the metropolitan uh, archbishop of the of the province of the four dioceses, it will be great to collaborate with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'll be back on familiar territory. And I think the the priests there are delighted, as are the people, with good reason. So uh, Archbishop now Cardinal Pierre will be there, our apostolic oh, nuncio, right. after having received the red hat at the end of September and the many things that he's about as well. So uh, lots of great things happening. Of course, uh, maybe culturally, uh, we note the loss of Mr. Margaritaville himself, Jimmy Buffett, in <laughs> September. Uh, you We're know, not going to sing, are we? Key West. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, you, no. is you, you're squelching me here, you know? Well, if you want to yeah, sing, I, I know. I, I, I promise not to put the margarita on the keyboard, that, on the, you know, on the, right. the, the motherboard here. We'd get scolded for putting... And, uh, you know, some in the article by Jonah McCune uh, was trying to uh, make the case that Catholicism permeates uh, Mm -hmm. some of his works. That might be a stretch a little bit, but this one who went to Catholic high school in Mobile, Alabama, a native Mississippian as well. But yeah, reminding us to keep Sabbath, right? And not to let work drive us in this way, to become obsessed in this way, even though as he could kind of lampoon himself as once in a while. But but some of that uh, Catholic uh, spirit bubbling up, his mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa in one of his songs. So may uh, whatever uh, remaining uh, graces he needs to enter into the ultimate paradise, uh, the real paradise, uh, may that be afforded Jimmy Buffett. Uh, I think, you know, some of the doubts that might afflict people and thinking about the vocations that uh, enrich the church in a beautiful way. I was also struck by the response of Sister Milan Michaela Nguyen. Uh, Swiss photographer David Davide Nestola saw her in habit on a on a park bench. He's a photojournalist, and in uh, many ways, uh, just asked her, you know, to answer some questions. And so, asking if you ever question your faith, this sister from Vietnam, and we're blessed by sisters from Vietnam mm-hmm. in our diocese. Uh, they're effervescent joy. She responded, "The fact that God leaves this doubt is in me, living in me, is a sign that God wants me to be free." If you lock up the person you love so she doesn't leave, it's no longer love. 
And doesn't that put a new twist on the doubt that we have? It's Mm -hmm. always the the faith that is our gift from God, that the Holy Spirit communicates to us in baptism and confirmation. But it doesn't, uh, faith that is forced is not free. And so that maybe to befriend our doubts, to see those as God's invitation to choose love again Mm -hmm. in the mutuality of a relationship where Jesus doesn't impose himself, even as he wants to be intimately with us, and within us, obviously, in the, the great gift of the Eucharist. So way to go, Sister Milan. You really spoke for us and I think spoke to the heart of, of the, your interviewer as well as many of us. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we're going to be visiting with Deacon Matt and Stacy Hallback on marriage and family, the joys and challenges they face with their six kids, as well as Stacy's new book, Bloom. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, offering insurance products for farm, ranch, machinery, livestock, and much more. It's your future. Let's protect it. Cindy's phone number is 515-226-2111. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Intervisions Healthcare, empowering men and women to make the most informed, life-affirming decisions for themselves and their families. Learn more at IVHcare.org. IVHcare.org. Thank you, Intervisions Healthcare, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Explore Seven Mysteries of the Faith Unlocked by the Holy Eucharist, Thursday, October 19th at 6.30 p.m. at St. Joseph in Winterset. Catholic Answers staff apologist Joe Heschmeyer will show how a right understanding of the Eucharist is key for understanding both the New and Old Covenants, early Christianity, and your own spiritual life. Plus, view the Eucharistic Miracles of the World banner display. Don't miss Joe Heschmeyer, October 19th in Winterset. Register now at iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome back to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. And on today's show, we're visiting with Deacon Matt and Stacy Hallback on marriage and family. And Stacy has a new book out called Bloom. Welcome to have you. I don't think we've been together on the show, even though we've worshiped together at St. Luke's and Ankeny and uh, Deacon Matt uh, ministered together. But Stacy, a chance to really shine a light on some of the work that you're doing as well. But uh, you've been Kind of your native Iowans, uh, right? Uh, but uh, not totally. Uh, you know, half kind correct. Of, uh, pardon? Yeah. Half correct. Half correct. Yeah. So One of anyway, you is. Right. But, uh, but really, you know, home in the diocese for 11 years now. Yeah. Yes. And uh, marvelous. So, so Stacy coming to us from? Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, mm-hmm. marvelous. Born and raised in Tulsa. Oh, okay. That's where I met Matt. That's right. Where the wind comes whipping down the mm-hmm. plane. Oh, it sounds yeah. like that should be a song. <laughs> and were you in school together or what was going on? No, actually, um, I was. It's <laughs> making it personal after That's all. right. <laughs> That's right. I was halfway through college and decided to spend my summer in Tulsa doing totus tuus. So mm. I was studying theology at Newman University and wanted to spend my summer kind of interning like a youth minister slash um, high school religion teacher was kind of what I was looking at. And Matt was a seminarian. So the diocese of Tulsa. <laughs> That's right. So we just got to know each other and kind of hung out a little bit and, and realized Were you that on the same team together? We were not. Okay. No, we oh. were not. We just met during training. And he was, uh, he just finished getting his master's from Franciscan University. And so I was kind of nerding out about all the things he knew. So I was asking him typology questions and tell me what you learned about this and that. And so we just had a lot of really Typical great... Typical bar talk you know, for yeah, couples getting to exactly. know each other. Yes. Exactly. So... Having that foundation, we were just kind of, we just loved hanging out and talking about all things God and all things theology and found ourselves wanting to be around each other and um, spent the rest of the summer really discerning what's, what's God doing here. 
Yeah, it was a really fruitful summer of discernment. Um, like as she said, we weren't on the same team, but we did stay in touch via phone. Uh, we did meet together on break. Um, and then at the end of the summer, I had to make a decision. Do I really want to go ahead in seminary? And obviously the answer was no. Interestingly enough, the in Totus Tuus, you stay at host parishes. And the parish we were at, the Monsignor, the pastor there, uh, was asking uh, when I told him there was a woman I met and I don't think I'm going to go into seminary. I want to explore this relationship. He said, well, who's this person? And I said, well, you won't know who she is. And he goes, well, just try me. And I said, well, her name's Stacy Guzman. Which was your maiden name, and uh, for our listeners, and he goes, "You're kidding. That's uh, I'm best friends with her father." And I said, "Oh my lord!" And then her father was notified immediately about this relationship, and he had kind of already heard from me. We, you know, I kind of told him a little bit early on in the summer that this was something yeah. that God might be doing, something you know, a new development. Yeah. God works in mysterious ways, oh, it's, doesn't it's he? Wonderful, and uh, yeah. some of my experience in one of my seminary and spiritual directees who met a woman on on Totus Tuus as well. Ah. So it's just, there is precedent That's as right. well. Although I think you probably were ahead of this couple by a little bit. So, mm-hmm. but uh, no, I think you know that that one is not locked in, not fearful, and uh, you know the faith you each shared was the main attraction absolutely exactly right. had, you absolutely. know, and then, and then like this person's the whole package here, you know, right. the spirituality and soul. So marvelously. So then eventually marriage or was that still time? Of- well, it really was. I think so. Matt of course was in seminary and I was discerning religious life during that time. So uh, we were both very open. And I think there was a part of us that felt like, the holiest thing to do or the most sacrificial thing to do was to give our lives completely to God through these, you know, various vocations. And I think Totus Tuus taught us that we can give ourselves totally to God through one another, that, that marriage itself is a beautiful vocation and, and it still involves self-sacrifice and work and, and of course can make us holy. I think the biggest thing we learned that summer was that we felt closest to God when we were with one another so we had so many opportunities to teach the faith, to be in adoration, be, be, in, be in mass, but being together, we felt closer to God. And, and we thought this might be God trying to, to share with us that marriage is indeed a vocation and it's something that he indeed calls us to, um, to be closer to him. Incidentally, the theme for that year's Toast to Us was Jump In, and that's what we ended up naming our current family ministry is Jump In Ministries. You can find that on the web. But it's um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's that's subtle, but uh, warranted. Okay. That's a little on the nose, but that's okay. We'll say it a few more times. That was Jump In. Dot com? Dot com. Okay. But at any rate, to answer your question again, is about a year, I think, after Toast to Us, we dated and then were engaged and then married. And um, it was such a, like you said, Stacy. it was like we knew the Holy Spirit was calling us together. This was such an easy decision to make. Um, and and so, we, so we jumped in and, and we've been jumping in ever since because from there we spent a year in Tulsa ministering together. She was a youth minister at St. Um, Bernard's. I was the director of youth ministry for the diocese and then was offered a scholarship at Catholic U in D.C. On paper, it looked like a silly move to drive out there with our now newborn son and very, very little by way of finances, but God prospered us out there and we just jumped in. It was an absolute faith commitment. It's been that way for 16 years. Yeah. During, during Totus Tuus, they, um, one of the, one of the meditations that they led us on was basically like the Holy Spirit is this river, right? And, and we just have to jump in. We have to, to allow ourselves to be used by the Holy Spirit, listen to the Holy Spirit's, um, stirrings and, 
the whole point of it is you kind of just let go and then God kind of moves things in your life and you become, um, it's almost effortless. There's so many beautiful things happening and it's like you're barely working for it in, in a way. And Matt and I really experienced that during Totus to Us. But then like Matt was saying, continually afterwards and really even our lives up to this point, you know, when we choose to continually jump in into that river, things just happen. They yeah. just kind of come together. And um, well, six beautiful things. Happen. Right. Well, right. <laughs> at least, you know, and Our children. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily make sense on paper. It doesn't necessarily isn't, isn't a popular choice. Yeah. But if we discern this is what the Holy Spirit wants, things just kind of connect and happen. Amen. Tremendous. And, uh, you know, you told us to us, obviously, the motto of St. John Paul II, you know, totally yours, referring to the relationship with the Blessed Mother and her, you know, giving herself over to the, the Lord. But how in doing that? And as he, you know, with his, the young couples that he was friends with, you know, mm-hmm. he learned to love, love in yeah. all its expressions. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that, that laying down of your lives in that way. And as you say, for freedom, Christ says free, this, this is a yoke, but uh, God is supplying in, in some tr- incredible ways. So for 16 years, uh, how, how marvelous, um, the, you know, did you have, I mean, obviously there was marriage preparation, but did you have spiritual directors or others who were just kind of accompanying beyond the scope of your relationship? We, we did. We, God has been so good in putting people in our lives. We never officially had spiritual direction, but there was a sponsor couple at the parish Matt was working at while we were engaged. I was going to school and I, I finished up my, my schooling at Newman University and Matt was working as a youth minister in Muskogee, Oklahoma. And at that parish, St. Joseph's, there was a sponsor couple and they became and still are very good friends of ours. And they just had, you know, beautiful, open, vulnerable conversations with us and um, gave us some really priceless advice that we still use today. Um, so so that was a huge blessing. We did have some pre-cana classes with Matt's um, longtime kind of best friend, Father Michael, Father who Mike, yeah. we named our firstborn after. So um, it, we, we've been very fortunate. God has been able to um, love us and kind of lead us through the people that he's put in our lives. Yeah. One of the pieces of wisdom and you're referring to Jim and Margaret mm-hmm, Eby, so we're giving them a shout out. Maybe they'll hear this even on, you know, wherever they're <laughs> yeah. listening to Catholic after radio. You tell them about the podcast. That's right. Yeah. That's after right. we tell them about right. Jumping Ministries. Uh, but at any rate, um, they, they just stopped by literally yeah. like two weeks yeah, ago. They right. came up, they were passing through visiting some friends up in Minnesota and came down mm-hmm. and stopped by our house. And we had a wonderful lunch together. We just kind of reminisced about our time, actually our wedding prep time. Yeah. And we honed in on that one piece of advice that Jim gave both of us, which I thought was priceless. And this is for all of our listeners who are married. You never stop courting. Never stop courting your, your beloved. Continue to invest in that relationship. Continue to try to surprise mm-hmm. the other. Continue to be surprised by the other. That's just been mm-hmm. priceless wisdom. For sure. Uh, <laughs> marvelous. I mean, because the children can end with six, I can imagine, you know, and, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, and do they see how, you know, they know that you're still the apple of each other's eye and that as much as you love them unconditionally and would die for them, but who comes first? That's right. <laughs> that, that was kind of a shocking lesson for me when we were first, um, engaged, um, or no, it was after we, we first got married. Um, my mom and I talked and had a lot of great conversations, but I remember she saying, you know, everything about this pregnancy is telling you, you know, this baby is the most important thing in your life, but I want you to remember Matt is your vocation to marriage is the first and foremost primary vocation. And you need to take care of that before the rest of the kids. Cause when the marriage is good, the family is good. And that was just, again, a priceless piece of advice and wisdom. Um, and it really has encouraged us to help 
make sure that that relationship, our relationship, um, comes first and is, is healthy. And the fruit of that, you can see and you hear from the kids. And they, when they see us um, be affectionate or mm-hmm. when they see us just spending quality time with each other, some of them like to make fun and be like, oh, gross, they're kissing, <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. But, but deep down, every one of them, and that's from our sophomore mm-hmm. on down, uh, you can tell that it instills in them and it keeps affirming in them this, like, they're absolutely loved. They're in a safe place. Yeah. Um, this is holy, uh, very grounded. Uh, yeah, when we tend to our marriage, uh, everybody benefits in the family. I can just recall, you know, when my parents, I knew we couldn't hear everything, but, mm-hmm. you know, even in the upstairs where my brother and I slept, just, you know, my parents, the the murmuring of relating what was going on during the day, and it's mm-hmm. like, if they're with each other in this, then I can yes. go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's mm-hmm. peace in the household. Absolutely. And if, you know, you felt there was maybe a sharper tone, then that, that just kind of had that ripple effect you know, in a way. And mm-hmm. that, that's not to say there aren't those moments. Right. I, there oh, definitely yeah. are. This is real. <laughs> well, uh, Stacey, nice segue, you know, talking about your, your conversations with your mom, because this book that you've now come out with, Bloom, yes. uh, Bloom, Unfolding the Beauty of Femininity in Light of the Sun, S-O-N. Yes. And uh, you talk about those key uh, conversations, and you talk about love languages, which obviously applies not only to one's spouse, but others. So just talk about the inspiration to do this. Both you and and Deacon Matt are are authors in your own right. This is not your your first production, but just uh, where did this one emerge? Thank you so much. Thanks for the time, too, to talk about this. It's something near and dear to my heart. Um, My daughter, Grace, is uh, about to be nine, and so she's kind of starting that... um, you know, process preteen puberty, some things are changing and recognizing those changes. So I remember just kind of scouring the internet and trying to find uh, a guide of how do I talk? How do I talk to my daughter about this time? How do I share with her the beauty of femininity and and all of the beautiful writings of um, John Paul II and, you know, the saintly sisters we have and all the wisdom they have to share? How can I give this to her in small bites, you know, mm-hmm. because I have this tendency to fire hose, especially when it, when it comes to people that I, you know, care about. And I just ah, want them to know. Exactly. So, so I've been really trying to kind of fine tune. How do I, how do I give these in these, these small digestible bites? So I couldn't find anything. And I thought, you know, I've got this, this desire right now. And I kind of just want to ride out and see what happens. And, and I kid you not, in maybe a month or two, the book was written. It was just very, quick. It was, it was like I was talking to my daughter and there's just kind of a short, you know, intro to each chapter. And then there's a sister saint that kind of illustrates whatever lesson that we're going with. And, uh, there's an activity at the end. So really the whole point of the book is to help mothers and daughters grow closer to one another, to grow in their, their ability to have these vulnerable, honest discussions, because you know, my daughter still likes me. <laughs> and I can't. I, I, I hope she'll always like me and I hope she'll always want to come talk to me. But I know those teenage years can be tricky. And I feel like if we can get in now and have these great conversations, it'll it'll give her it'll make it a little bit easier when she's older and has more serious things to talk about to come to me because, um, you know, we're we're unfolding the wisdom of the church about femininity and the things that we women either struggle with or, or want to grow in. You know, if we can lean on the church and, and our, the wisdom of the church in order to get us through those times, um, you know, I think we've, we've, got, we've got a priceless instrument in that. 
and 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 maybe this is my editorial point brought to, mm-hmm. to bear here, but but that the goal right now is not to be friends with your daughter, to right. be very much the exactly mother right. and the mentor yes. and the and the one who accompanies. That's exactly right. I think I think you can be friendly with your daughter. Um, you know, I, I think being a, being a, a confidant, someone that your daughter, daughter comes to, having trusting relationships, but you are not her peer. You know, you are her mother, and you want to help lead her. And you want to help call her to hire, but you also want to see who she is right now and love her for that right now. And I think sometimes that mother-daughter relationship, there's a, a dynamic that the mothers are always wanting their daughters to be better in certain things. I mean, we're their parents after all. So sometimes daughters can feel like they're not um, not not good enough, but they're but they're feeling that they're somehow um, not, not finished yet, I guess. So yes, it, you you know, we as moms are not our daughter's friends primarily, but I, I do think that we need to grow in friendship with them. And, you know, Stacy, as I was reading through the book, I'm thinking, you know, there are moms that need as much guidance to have these yes. conversations as the girls need to have the conversations with their moms. Yeah. And the more they can have those kinds of honest conversations, you're right, as they get older, they will come to you because they know that they can trust you and that it'll be honest. Right. right. Yep. And, and there's 12 chapters. I mean, it, in the beginning, it's okay if it's kind of awkward and you're not really used to the dynamic, mm-hmm. but hopefully by the end, you've kind of reached this, okay, we've done this before. This is mm-hmm. comfortable. You know, we, we know what we're doing and, and it kind of sets the tone for future conversations. Mm-hmm. Well, we know we're approaching a break here, but, uh, you know, in an era where things are all blended and gender, you know, is detached yes. from sexual identity you know, the Broadway musical and Juliet, uh, you know, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, the, the kind of theme song, you know, that this is all fluid. But you're trying to recapture girliness. I thought yes. that, that kind of caught me in the middle that uh, to what it truly means, you Absolutely. know, and the feminine genius of what St. John Paul was. So maybe we'll have you unpack a little bit more of that when we come back. Well, if you want to find out more information about uh, Stacy and her book, Bloom, go to jumpincatholic.com. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Would you like to highlight a birthday, anniversary, or other special occasion? You can do that by underwriting a day of broadcasting on Iowa Catholic Radio. For a monthly gift of $300 or more, your message will be heard on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network throughout the day of your choosing. It's the perfect way to honor your memories and milestones while supporting your favorite radio station. Dates go quickly, so reserve yours now. Call 515-223-1150 or email deaconmark at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for programming is provided by Gregory Waddle from Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors. Is your financial portfolio pro-life? Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors offers investment products designed for faith-based investors. Seek to align your faith and your finances with a portfolio that does not benefit from abortion, contraception, human cloning, or embryonic stem cell research. Visit kofcassetadvisors.org. kofcassetadvisors.org. Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investment products are not guaranteed and may lose value. Welcome back to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. So again, for our listeners, that you, know, you mentioned 12 chapters, but these are very accessible chapters. Mm-hmm. And it struck me, the age range, that, a, that an 8-year-old could be reading this, uh, an 18-year-old could be reading this. It's very versatile and it's not condescending or too, too technical either, even as it does give us a nice uh, basic biology and uh, helps to kind of understand things. So, you know, the, uh, the old life science major appreciated that. Uh, in a summer where we... Celebrated Barbie. I'm sorry I missed that movie. I just oh, didn't get yeah. there. I just I, I don't know what I was doing there. But uh, you quote among the many saints, female saints mm-hmm. that you have, Hildegard Bingen, mm-hmm. and, uh, Therese of Lisieux, 
Gianna Mola as well, but Edith Stein. The world doesn't need what women have, but what women are. Yes. Yeah, just a comment about that. Oh, there's just beautiful quotes from so many of the saints, and it really kind of drove the points home. But yes, um, there's something, you know, being feminine uh, is way more than how we look. I think sometimes when we see feminine, or if we were to Google feminine, it would it would come up as some kind of style, you know, mm-hmm. some kind of clothing that we would have, or some kind of, you know, and then we've got people impersonating women by dressing like women and, and claiming that they're, you know, claiming that they're women, claiming womanhood. And so I wanted to get back to teaching our daughters about, you know, it, it, there's something innate in us women, um, something that cannot be counterfeited, something that cannot be faked. And um, I, I wanted to unfold what that was, because it, it's not something that you can say in a sentence or two, but um, I try to in 12 chapters <laughs> to try to, to talk about being a girl is amazing, and it's a gift, and, and so many of the things that make us who we are are indeed the genius of femininity. Um, I do love Edith Stein. There's a, an, another beautiful quote that she has about us being shelters for one another to unfold. There's just something very accessible, comforting, uh, beautiful about being a woman, and um, the world needs more of that for sure. Wow. Well, thank you so much. And again, that work, Bloom, we uh, encourage people to, to find that. But that, that saints, you know, you're trying to create a household of eight saints right now oh, yeah, uh, that you're trying. about. Mm-hmm. But uh, Deacon Matt, that's a theme that's also been very much uh, prominent in your works, including your most recent one. They saw through God's eyes an invitation from Mary and the saints. Uh, you know, he, as a husband lays down his life and sacrifices for her, you've sacrificed a lot of radio time. But here we have a few minutes to talk about <laughs> your book. Thank you. Oh, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> uh, no, thank you for the time. Uh, yes, so last April, uh, that book was published by Word Among Us. It's available on their website as well as Amazon.com. And the, the real thrust of the book is to take a look at faith as, first and foremost, a way of seeing things. So faith kind of as a sacred sight, a sacred seeing, um, where God uh, imbues on us, on our imagination and on our senses, a way of interpreting life around us in, in, in a faithful way, in the language of faith, in the symbols of our faith, um, to give a faith-filled meaning to the world around us. So kind of building on this bedrock philosophy of faith as a site, we then explore, and it's funny that you chose 12 chapters, Stacey, because I just thought, well, I had 12 saints that, were looked, that we looked at in the I book. I yeah. <laughs> I want 10% of whatever you're getting on this book. Um, but at any rate, uh, so for example, uh, we begin with Mary. Um, and Mary, through her faith, being able to see her lowliness as something that she champions and and she's she is so um, she cherishes because it's out of her lowliness that God has not only glorified her, but has glorified humanity in the gift of Jesus Christ. And for her to be able to, to proclaim that and, and to to believe that and to live that Magnificat um, can only happen because she sees the truth of what God is doing in her life through this incredible mystery of incarnation. So that's an exceptional example of faith as a way of seeing and interpreting the events of our lives. And then, of course, I go through other saints and their examples. But I also use... Uh, contem- Any male saints? We not? do have male saints. Okay. We've got Lawrence and Augustine and, um, and Thomas Aquinas. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I've heard of those guys. <laughs> okay. yeah, right. A few heavy, heavy hitters, as it were. Um, but some contemporary people that I've met in my life that I would... Uh, you, I'm not saying that they're saints in any sense of the official term, but I am saying that they've also espoused this idea of of seeing uh, faith as a sacred site. We commend both of these two, and again, uh, thank you for the way in which you magnify the Lord in your own way, in your works, in writing, and in your parenting, and love for each other. So thank you, Stacey and Deacon Matt Halbach. You're welcome. Well, this has been another edition of Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. 
thanks to our guests and to all of our listeners in Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin, or wherever you may be listening to Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Making It Personal is provided by Sarah Vocations Ministry. Learn more at joinserra.org. Thank you to our business partner, McDonald Imaging Solutions. Family-owned, Marty and his son, Caleb McDonald, offered branded corporate apparel, logoed promotional products, marketing solutions, and printed items. Learn more at McDonald Imaging Solutions.com. Com.